0: Hello, and I'd like to extend a warm, cringe, evangelical welcome to everyone listening. Today's episode is the first in the discussions that will make up the majority of the uh, podcast. Um, the whole point of the podcast—it's with my friend Felicia. Um, while it does still center on some like really outlandish and cringy stories, there is really heavy themes of uh, mental health, uh, suicidal ideation. Um, eating disorders and uh, fat phobia along with the minimization of chronic illness symptoms as a sign of sin uh I'm gonna put like more in-depth content warnings but I wanted to just say if that is something you don't want to listen to um you can listen to like the first 10 to 15 minutes and you'll probably be fine it's really uh up until the 53 minute mark and once you hit that it's all just like silly comedy so if you want to skip to that 53 minute mark uh that's what you can do. If you want to skip the whole episode, that's fine too. Um, it's not super intense, but it is uh, discussed well enough that it is definitely triggering for folks who struggle with that. Um, so if that's just not the headspace you're in, if that's not where what you want to listen to right now, um, either skip to the 53-minute mark or you can listen to some of my bonus material where I read through uh, Christian fan fiction. Uh, thank you and welcome to the show. All right, Um, so I am here with uh, one of my friends, I've actually known her since kindergarten, Felicia. Um, She is a local librarian and she's here to talk to us today about the Kingdom Bound Music Festival, which is probably the biggest Christian music festival in our region of Western New York. Uh, Felicia, how would you like to introduce yourself? Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm a librarian, I'm a cat mom,
1: I have mm-hmm. two beautiful girls, Gwynnie mm-hmm. and Charlie, and I'm an aunt, and that's really that's really all I do. That's true, and and I forgot to add
0: um, my pronouns are she and they. Uh, mine are she her. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've totally forgot because I've known you. I was like, "Oh yeah, like people don't know this." <laughs> um, so uh, this is the first like proper discussion for cringe evangelical. am um, pretty. So I honored. I know it makes sense because besides people I went to like my specific church with, you were like the other Christian kid in school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, So the structure I do for Cringe Evangelical, now that it's not just me reading creepy mommy blogs, um, I start with an irrelevant question that has nothing to do with the topic uh, because I think every good church service starts with an irrelevant story that ultimately is just like a reason for someone to brag. Uh, There is a punishment. If Felicia makes me mad, I won't tell her what makes me mad because this is an evangelical uh, podcast. So there's gonna be a punishment that is random kind of humiliating and um depends on how mad i am at you and how much i like you that day because that's kind of how evangelical uh disciplinary actions go um I'll, well in the gas oh, yeah well, I'll, the I'll, gas trust me like the punishment has gaslighting like woven within it it's really exciting um yeah okay, so good, good. i'm gonna start with the irrelevant question i've been thinking about this one for a while um so we all know sarah paulson and holland taylor everyone's favorite uh I guess Sarah Paulson's bisexual, but I'm gonna call them a lesbian couple because I think they're just a, they're influential for lesbians everywhere. I think Felicia would agree too. Um, Yeah, they're just, they're important. I mean, you have the mean girls professor and the woman from American Horror Story, the best ugly crier in Hollywood history, Sarah Paulson. I mean, she makes, she serves, honestly, she serves cunt when she's ugly crying. So, I mean, I would I would like to just like play mm. devil's avocado
1: here and say like Kim Kardashian mm. West also does a pretty good
0: ugly cry. That's a good. That's good. So just I think you know, that is a good point. Over. I just think that I feel like Sarah Ma- Sarah Paulson's ugly cry. It just gets me in a different way.
1: That's right. It like scratches. Yeah, a certain it's like kind of I like
0: Trisha pay ugly cry too but that's like a really dark itch you know what i mean oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so my question is felicia how often during the week do you think about sarah paulson and holland taylor's relationship Ugh. okay i can already feel my punishment coming um i can't punish
1: you in the irrelevant question this isn't
0: really the evangelical i have to punish you when it's something just random yeah, if you think oh, you're getting good, punished, okay. you're not. Because I mean, that's like, how evangelicalism works. It's always random.
1: Right. I mean, I would say I don't think about them too often. But I will say, like, at least once a week.
0: It, oh, like, that's it'll a super valid response. Time. I would say, like, same for me, honestly. Yeah. Because you know what? Like, I'll just be sitting there and, like, maybe Sarah will post, like, something like, oh, my gosh, like, me and Holland and our dogs. They, like, adopt dogs or something. Or I'll post, I'll see yeah. a movie that Sarah Paulson should have been in and they didn't put her in, and I'm like, then I'm thinking about their relationship. Or I just see Mean Girls. Or, like... or not Mean Girls, Legally blocked. Yeah, sorry. or I'll just be, like,
1: scrolling, trying to find something to watch, mm-hmm. and, like, American Horror Story will pop up, and I'm like, oh, yeah.
0: Also, you know what Sarah Paulson seriously slayed in was, um, have you seen Mrs. America? She fucking slays no. in that. I'm gonna have to hulu add to my hulu, hulu it's so good oh yes i yeah. love it's I a 10 no 9 or 10 part docu-series i'm actually sending it to everyone so i actually haven't said this on the podcast yet but i'm actually an elder at my church which i will talk about the irony of that in a later episode because i grew up where women weren't allowed to do anything and now i'm i'm the youngest yes. ordained elder in the presbytery which is iconic um but yeah, like, my church, I'm sending everyone Mrs. America because we're reading Jesus and John Wayne, and Phyllis Schla- Schaftley, who's a big part of that, uh, is uh, Mrs. America. Like, that's that's all about her. It's actually a really important documentary about how um, our country hates women. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. Actually, do according do to BoJack do Horseman, we? our country hates women more than they love guns. I mean, yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. Because if yeah. you really think about mm-hmm. it,
0: like, the gun debate's still raging, but they had no problem just throwing abortion out the window. Oh yeah, they were like, right, like if we all said kids. like keep abortion, we'll let you have your guns, they'd still throw thrown abortion out the window. Oh, a hundred percent. But yeah. of course, I yeah. mean, not that I mean, Sarah Paul's in beautiful voice; she sings in season two of American Horror Story, as we know, and season four. Um, but let's talk about Kingdom Bound. So I actually never went to Kingdom Bound because my parents thought it was stupid. And they thought the music sucked. So I grew up with like hard rock, like Janis Joplin or hard rock. But like I grew up with like Janis Joplin, The Doors, like those were my bands. So I didn't listen to any of the music. So I just never went. But you went a lot. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I, I feel like I'm a little bit opposite of you because my parents weren't like super hard in mm-hmm. the sauce. Like, like mine were. Yeah. We, yeah. Like, so I was baptized Catholic, but then like. My mom got divorced, so we weren't allowed to be Catholic anymore. And we didn't really, like, start going to church until we got Matthew Mm -hmm. baptized, which would have been, like, 2005, early 2006. Um, And we had him baptized at the local Methodist church. So that's the church that I kind of, like, started to go to when I was 10 or 11. Um, And... I mean I remember we would go and I would be like in the children's church and whatever but then all of a sudden I became like like I went from not really having a church background to like eat sleep You're their favorite church. kind of
0: person though. Mhm.
1: Yeah. Well, and and yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit in a second too because like so I at one point, remember like listening to FLN Family Life Network and being like, oh, I just wish that God would give me the courage to talk to my parents about like praying before dinner and switching all of our radios to FLN. And like, if my mom didn't want to go to church on a particular Sunday, I'd be like, well, you still have to take me. Like I was really, and then at one point, like I was running the nursery and I was babysitting everybody's kids. And then, um, you know, I was
0: like, I, I don't know, maybe this is like weird to say, but I was almost like the church of oh, yeah, golden you're, they child. They love kids like you. They bully kids like you into yeah. working against your parents and ruining the relationship. Exactly. So like, so
1: by the time I was like 12 or 13, you know, I was going to youth group. I was like refusing to like hang out with other friends that i was hanging out with beforehand because they weren't christian and like i was super judged like i was we 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 were both let's be real we were both
0: like very problematic bitches in high school oh my god yeah but the one difference because i grew i feel like we have an opposite i resented it because it was like infatuated but then i'd feel bad because i resented it and i'd be like oh like oh i'm so horrible because i resent this and like yeah, but it's, like, kind of um, – I was, like, more embarrassed by it, I think, at school because I lived with it so much. So it wasn't, like, this new shiny thing. It was, like, uh, like, <laughs> church, like, Right, exactly. Yeah,
1: so then once I started getting into my early teens, I was, like – You know, everybody at school knew that I was a Christian and I went to church every Sunday. And like there were certain teachers who like liked me better because they were also Christian and I was a Christian. So like I knew I was getting better treatment from certain adults, like even outside of church, because I was like going to church every Sunday. I was going to youth group. I was preaching not only in my church You did baccalaureate for our class. Mm Yeah. So like I would like have these sermons and i would um be asked by my own pastor to like speak at church and then other churches were asking me to come and speak to their youth groups so i was like deep into it and i really put like all of my self-worth into like how these adults were treating me and how Mm -hmm. they just thought i was like this perfect child who you know loved jesus and that's how I actually ended up getting into, dare I say, the cult of Kingdom Bound, <laughs> um, because, like you said, I was the perfect. They love child success for them stories like you, yeah. right? And for them to be like, you, you should come to Kingdom Bound and be part of our team and get more people, you know, on fire for the Lord. And so show them that a young person Bound can
0: convert. Time because what's what's ironic is like my family was like known to be christian like the whole family right and then like ironically like the teachers must have known that i wasn't quote unquote as good a christian at school or something because those same teachers did not treat me that way (laughs) right and that's that's it it was like so obvious like Like, i was not the only other christian kid like it wasn't just us two there were a lot of kids that went to church but you did it like the way they appreciate it
1: like there's a certain yes yeah but that also right and that also just comes from the like the the mm-hmm. trauma and you know, high high pressure up. for you oh 100 percent. like i mean high school was probably i mean this is not related to really what we're talking about but like i was probably m- my most depressed in high school because i was literally just living to like be the perfect student the perfect child the perfect mm-hmm. girl in church like i was just literally striving oh, yeah. for this like unattainable thing but Yeah, but all of these grownups were telling me that I was doing it right. So I was like, okay, I must be like on the right path here. Um, So yeah, so um, I went to Kingdom Mound. I was almost 15. I think it was like right after my 14th birthday. Um, And I was told by a friend of mine who was homeschooled, um she was like hey my church is doing this thing where if you come with them and you do they call it campground evangelism um you can go see all the bands for free and get into the park and you know i mean
0: darien lake at the time to me was, was like really cool and we i no, didn't go there neither. a lot growing but up but it was the so. coolest place to go up until like you could work there and then when you work there you realize it sucked
1: yeah exactly so like finding out like, oh, I have a free ticket and I can see these bands who at the time were some of my favorite bands, um, for free, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like I'm so in. So I had to go through this like application process, which of course, like they were like, oh yeah, we want you. Um, so what it was, was for the entirety of kingdom Mound for the first two hours, Um, There was, like, a group worship, so we would go, and they would do, like, a little sermon. They would pray for all of us. They would bring out their guitars and, like, do music, and then for the two hours after that, we would have to go to Darien Lake State, like, campground that was part of the theme park, and we would have to evangelize, so I'm, you know, one of the youngest in the group, And I was relatively shy, you know, I wasn't like super outgoing. It's not like I didn't talk, but I wasn't like going to put myself out there. And, um, they told me, they said, okay, so we're going to be walking around in a big group, but anytime you see someone, you need to go over to them and either ask them how you can pray for them or ask them, um, what their journey with God is like, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, makes sense. But now looking back, I'm thinking that's such a
0: dangerous, like... It's super problematic. And you were probably alone with no adults. So you, a young 15 year old girl, were going up to random strangers and asking them something that could potentially piss them off and put you in like serious danger. Exactly. So, and you know what they would say if we said that, oh, but that just shows that you're willing to risk it for God. Like they literally tell you that the highest honor is to basically die for God, like in a mission field. Well, right.
1: And like, I would think all the time, like, like even like my anxiety is like my ocd in particular like i would lay in bed at night as a child thinking like the only way for me to prove my loyalty to god is if somebody comes into my school
0: and is like are you a christian and i say yes and then they shoot me like mm-hmm. i was told that explicitly by someone that, that i would not go to heaven if i said no i'm not a christian and they shot me anyway right exactly
1: so like mm-hmm. so th- yeah that, that was a very real fear but so i'm in this campground i'm you know 15 whatever and i'm i remember this so distinctly i'm wearing a shirt it's a knockoff of the hunger games which was one of my favorite like books at the time
0: I remember. and the shirt
1: said hunger for god
0: <laughs> yeah well you know what i you know what i found last night i was digging through do you remember when we were like and you would have been really mad that me and um our friend Gabby did this. But, like, this girl wore a virginity rock shirt to school. Uh-huh. And we all, like, we were fucking making fun of it. Like, we weren't, like, having sex. We were just like, that's fucking stupid. And the backs, I have a picture of it because somebody named Danny Duncan uh-huh. made ironic ones. Now Gen Z's wearing virginity rock shirts as a joke. But it was a kingdom bound shirt you could buy. Yeah. Um, and the back said, I haven't even married my husband, but I love him already. Or I'm loving my husband. I haven't even married him yet. Or some stupid thing about how, because you're a virgin, you're loving your future husband better than other women who fucked. Yep. Um, and, and and by the way, because it says husband, that means it's for women only because you know, they don't allow gay. So it's literally a purity culture thing meant to just be patriarchal. Well, right. And yeah, and it's, it's directly,
1: directly targeting young girls. And like, I fell into it like hook, line and sinker. So, um. I, you know, the first day it went okay. They kind of like on the first day gave me like a pass on like going up to random people because I told them I was like, well, I kind of want to see like how other people are approaching it, you know, and they were like, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. So then the second day rolls around and they're like, okay, you know, you have to go do it. And I distinctly remember at least twice where somebody much older than me would literally push me like physically push me toward a campsite and um like first of all that's alarming that's scary that, that's abuse yeah. and um i was like okay i have to do this so i had gone up to thankfully it was like this really old lady and the other thing is like you can't assume that everybody staying on the campground during kingdom mound is there for kingdom mound and i i mean most of them are there to do drugs because they're homeschooled and they're finally away from their parents and yeah and i think i had it in my mind that it was a safe place because all these people are here for kingdom mound but like clearly that's not true so this first lady, she was an old lady. And I was like, hi, I was just wondering if there was anything I could do to like pray for you today. You know, whatever. She was really sweet. It worked out. And I went back to the group and the guy who was leading the group was like, you need, you need to be like more enthusiastic. You need to let her know that you are a vessel of God and you are here to like, you know, so, and then I remember just all of a sudden being like, okay, I fucked up. Like I messed up this mm-hmm, is bad, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be in trouble. Like, they're going to, you know, like, like, this is really bad. I need to get my act together. So then for the next, like, hour and a half, I was, like, overly, like, like, I was overcompensating for that one interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was exhausting. Like, oh, yeah, super exhausting. And I just remember by the end of it being like, okay, thank God I get to go to the water park now.
0: And so, like, <laughs> sorry, you're like, thank God for Splash, not Splash Lagoon, whatever they call it there. Yeah. Know. And <laughs> I remember
1: being like, I don't think I want to come back. But the third night was the night that 10th Avenue North was playing. And like, I mean, you knew me in college and 10th
0: I We both went to see them and I had a meltdown during the concert. Process. Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I was,
1: I was hard in the sauce for 10th Avenue North. So I was like, I have to stick it out for 10th Avenue North.
0: Um. hmm. So which they were they were literally basically um, bullying you into like this was not like a kind hearted thing. This was we know you want to see this so we can force you to do something you don't want to do. Right. So
1: the third day rolls around and I like in in the morning, like I wasn't super into worship and I actually got called out on it for not being like into worship um Mm, that's normal so they pulled me aside and they were like hey you know you really need to be on your game like do whatever you need to do to get right with god so that you're like like (laughs) propelling his mission so i was like all right like uh, i'll try well i i have a lot of health issues i've always had a lot of health issues yes um and you know looking back now i'm like oh yeah okay what i'm currently diagnosed with explains all this so i had a really bad headache like it was it was super super bad and um i Mm kind of told them i was like you know i'm really not feeling well and of course they were like oh come on like power through you got to get through you know this two hours this is why you're here this is the reason why you're here and i'm like bitch. the reason why i'm here is 10th avenue north like i'm not here for anything else um but i just i couldn't i was like my body is like revolting against me right now so the pastor and I could tell that he was like upset with me, you know. Yeah. Like I, 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 just knew. I, I yeah. felt the vibe yeah. change.
0: You're not allowed to have a health re- problem either, by the right? Right, exactly. So that they're super ableist at churches. We're not going to get into that, but they're very ableist, right? So he makes a big
1: show of calling the group back together,
0: and oh, he God. says,
1: "Okay, she's not feeling well, and we really need to just." we just need to have jesus like intervene and wrap his arms around her and like cure her of this headache right so Mm -hmm. i have a lot of like no one gave you an advil right exactly so (laughs) i mean i have a lot of like trauma from childhood so this was like Mm -hmm. i'll never like this is burned into my brain but so i'm standing there and then all of a sudden there are like 10 or 11 full-grown adults mostly men touching me like i have hands on my back i have hands like, on my like head the prayer yeah yeah and so it's like first like i instantly like my whole body started to shut down because i'm like right
0: people are t-, like and i've always had an issue with like yeah. being touched you know so like well, being neurodivergent in any way is reason enough to not touch someone. Knowing eh, whatever, I'm not gonna go. I'm a social worker, so I'm like, ah, no yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden, they're like administering me
1: with you know whatever. So they all are laying their hands on me, and they're praying, and I'm trying not to have a meltdown because this is a bunch of strangers, and I just need some fucking Tylenol. Like that's all I need. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm probably dehydrated because do you think they gave us water? No.
0: No, no, no. So God'll provide it. If you dig into the ground actually at Darien Lake while you're praying, an actual spring of water will shoot up in the air. Right, right. Like honestly, yeah. that's, kind of that's how it works. I
1: should have tried that first before <laughs> I like made a big deal yeah. out of it.
0: Yeah. Um give
1: you a little god wink. Yeah. Right. So they're praying, mm-hmm. and I'm at this point, I'm going wildly from I'm uncomfortable, these adults are touching me and they shouldn't be into, these people are praying so earnestly for me and they just really believe that, that God loves me and I'm being so awful to them and I'm not being ex- accepting of this, like of God intervening here and you know, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with me? So, but I'm also like ill, like very ill. So they finish praying, whatever. They all take their hands off of me. And he's like, How are you feeling? And I was like, I was like, I, you know what? I'm feeling so much better. Like, I really think you were right. Like, I think I'm just like nervous and I'm like ashamed of God. And that's on me. And I shouldn't be ashamed of God. And I need to really like allow myself, you know, so that I'm pretending again. Um, turns out I was dehydrated, like very
0: severely dehydrated. Um, And that's why I felt like shit. And And you're like, and actually all I needed was a 10 cent water bottle. Thank you everyone for coming to my TED talk. Literally
1: just needed some water and Tylenol, but that's
0: fine. But
1: I still had this headache. So this was probably the first time that like doubt of any sort was planted into my mind, which Mm was kind of like, traumatic in the moment right because i was like okay for the past like seven years you know it's jesus will protect you jesus will do this blah 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 you mm-hmm. know whatever and um
0: it didn't happen yeah i wasn't it it wasn't solved you know what's like so you'll know these people involved i'm not going to use last names well uh it- told a child named Sydney on our band trip when she asked for Advil for a headache if she believed in the power of prayer. Yeah. he's um, like, I need to play the flute tomorrow for a competition, dudes. Well, right. Well, and that's how, like, I ended up
1: being 26, finally getting surgery for endometriosis. But, you know. Um,
0: I and mean, part of that is the medical system hates AFAB people and wants us to die also that
1: yeah Yeah. so um so that was like that was really like earth shattering for me where i was like okay hang on these people who i think firmly believe in god and the the healing power of god if they can't cure it right what is going on so i'm literally having yeah like i'm literally having a crisis of my faith and i'm panicking because i'm sinning so Mm
0: All at Darien Lake Campground, home of getting arrested at 16 for drinking at a concert. Right. So Mm -hmm. later that night at
1: the 10th Avenue North concert, there was this like prayer tent. And I was like, I have to go in there because I really like today. I have been like the doubting Thomas of doubting Thomas's today. You know, like this is literally what I'm thinking. So I'm in the prayer tent and this woman who was on the campground evangelism team was like oh I'm so glad you came in here I was just hoping you would come in here and I was like okay I'm doing the right thing so then she starts reading these passages from the -hmm. Bible to me and how like you know I need I need to be better I need to do better what I did today was was bad and like you know i jesus made me sick because the past couple of days i hadn't been pulling my weight and i hadn't been fighting hard enough for him and like that's why i wasn't feeling right. good and i believe
0: this mm-hmm. shit you know like i was it actually i think your church or this group seems to be more pentecostal but you know what i'm also seeing too is they knew that you wouldn't tell your parents this yeah well this is
1: fully probably the first time i've ever told anybody like what happened whole story. and so yeah. now you're
0: about to tell the whole um apple podcast network
1: well i think it's important because like, it is
0: actually this is pretty i'm not totally shocked but i'm still shocked because i knew kingdom bound was cringy but i thought it was cringy in a different way yeah mm-hmm. um
1: you know so i'm in this per tent and she's preaching at me and i'm like okay i am i'm bad i'm bad yeah and um like i i was already dealing with a lot of like issues from you know my my dad leaving me and Mm -hmm. now i was like well jesus is for sure gonna leave me because i don't i don't have anything to give him all i've done today and in the past couple days is disappoint him Mm -hmm. um so i didn't end up going back for the fourth day (laughs) Um, valid i just kind of and i like completely cut myself off from that friend that like got me involved in it and i was just like no absolutely not yeah. like, i'm completely done with this um and that that was like pro- well that was almost our sophomore year and that was when i was kind of like
0: what am you i you were really sick our sophomore year i yes so you had like serious i remember this distinctly you had serious health issues yeah like hospitalizations yeah yeah so like i and and you know now we're
1: we're finding out a lot of of things mm-hmm. but like it was it was largely ignored and part of the reason why it was largely ignored is because i didn't talk about it because i had it internalized in me that i was ill mm-hmm. because because i had disappointed god like i was yeah. a disappointment to god so i was suffering and i deserved to suffer Right. Because your church right. never runs And then, Job. you know, I, I I was still active in my church. I was still going to church on Sundays. Um, I I wasn't pulling back because I thought, right. okay. You gotta go harder. I have to go now I have to yep. go harder, but
0: I was getting sicker. Right. Well, sick people are useless at church because they can't give you money and time. Exactly. Not to like sorry that's a harsh statement, but that's like literally like if you're sick, you're only useful if you can still like pull it off or use your sickness as like a weird
1: Well, exactly. And I, I was getting to a point where I was only going to church on Sunday, so I wasn't going to youth group anymore. And Mm -hmm. that was like a big deal. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal that I wasn't showing up to youth group because I was supposed to be like the role model. And I was the person that people were looking at. And like, I, you know, so like there, there was that added layer of pressure of like, I don't want to be there. I'm uncomfortable. I'm getting
0: sicker and jesus is not intervening right like why why is jesus not and let me guess no one at the church is supporting you in your struggle they're just mad you can't do shit for them exactly yeah so uh, right around this time right after kingdom
1: mound is also when i um well i'll put it frankly i attempted suicide for the first time um because i was feeling so sick and i was so tired and nothing was was helping.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, you know, I confided in my youth group leader, you know, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I truly don't want to be alive. And um, she was like, this is just normal teenage stuff. And you just need to pull through and you really need to rely on Jesus. And mm-hmm. I, I remember looking at her and being like, where is he? Like, where is he? You know, so and I remember yeah. like, I went to, I, I went to school that week, and I literally had A breakdown like to the point where the teacher Mm -hmm. that i was in class with um she combined her class with another teacher's class so the other teacher could come check on me yeah oh my god i
0: remember that (laughs) sorry we we, so just for clarity we went to a very small school so like something could happen in the elementary school when we were seniors and we would like know all the t so, like Felicia also had no barrier to Correct. privacy. Correct. So, I remember this like
1: setting. this was the first time I like distinctly remember having a panic attack, but I was in class and I was losing my grape, and I asked to go to the restroom. And um, like maybe 10 minutes later, a classmate was sent in to check on me. And I was like, I'm not leaving this bathroom. Um, and that's when the teachers like combined classes and whatever. And God bless this teacher who came to like check on me because I really do love her and even to this day like I still think she's a wonderful person and I'm mm-hmm. so thankful that that she was there in that time. Yeah, she and she was actually very heavily Christian and what I will give her credit for is like she was probably the first adult Christian in my life who when I was having like this was my most vulnerable moment and she was one of the only adult Christians in my life who didn't try to say you need to be believing in jesus more you need to be doing she looked at me and she said i think you need to get yeah. help and i was like well i go to church and i yeah. do all... and she was like no you need to see a counselor like you need you need professional help
0: and, and like that also and not to like totally inner like in the story but that shows too like the layers of christianity because um there are evangelical christians that fully believe in counseling like it's a spectrum but i had a similar experience with another teacher in school who was also christian but not right. fundamentalist like we were and i don't think they full like in these teachers defenses they just saw all oh, these like nice christian girls they didn't totally understand everything going on I think right if they did and so like i remember like she took me down to the nurse's yeah. office the nurse god
1: bless our school nurse um she like let us like have like Mm -hmm. the the room in the back and we were you know together and she she let me cry like i at one point i was like yelling and you know i was like oh my god like she's gonna like she's gonna tell on me she's gonna know that i'm not this perfect christian and and i will say like that was just phenomenal for her to just like listen to me and be like this isn't a jesus problem like this is this is deeper than this this is trauma this is Uh, you know, you finally responding to the shit that's been going on. And um, I I can't say it got better after that day. I mean, to some degree, maybe, but that's when I really was like, I need to take a step back and like, this can't be my entire personality. This can't be my whole life. I can't be, you know, pushing people I love away because they don't love Jesus enough. Like, so i just remember like that being a breaking point for me and um you know and i i wish i could say like i had a healthier relationship with christianity but i really didn't because you know i ended up at houghton and um that was another very dark time um but kingdom bound is really when i had this complete like mental health crisis because They had pushed me so far into this mold of being the perfect child, and I couldn't do it anymore. And I was confused, and I didn't understand why, you know, I was still suffering when I was doing everything I could to be the perfect person.
0: I am listening. My mic fell into my candle, (laughs) and now I'm getting wax off of it.
1: But I'm sure. listening. <laughs> um, but I mean, even then, like when we were making the decision to go to college, um, when the church found out I was going to Houghton, oh my God, like that was like, of course you are. That's perfect. Like, oh my God, like here's this success story coming out of Alexander. She's, you know, she's a Christian, she's a good girl. And now she's going to a good school. And, you know, so now I, I even like will come across people who friend me on Facebook and I almost feel like I have to be like, I'm not that that same
0: person that you knew, you know, ten years ago or while I was growing up. Like honestly, that's a similar thing to me. I'm like, are you if you think you're friending me for one reason, you got some bad news because this is not the uh little girl next door. I mean, I'm not like an animal, but I'm I'm not the girl next door I was. Well, right, and like I think about that a lot,
1: you know, because I'm friends with my uh fifth grade teacher on Facebook, and I absolutely adore her, you know she like she did so much for me like throughout high school and when I and there again, like she was also a Christian, you know, but um and and I did worry for a while, like especially when Roe v Wade was being overturned and when gay marriage was you know being legalized, you know, I was a very vocal ally and you know for a little while i worried i was like i i felt like i was going back into that like 15 year old mindset where i'm like i have to i have to be careful because these people aren't going to love me anymore but it's kind of like do you really need those people in your life where you have to like pretend and you have to be like oh and i'm not i mean i would say i have a very complicated relationship with religion um yeah that's very valid. like and and i think i probably will you know for for a long time especially as i'm like processing i mean you have to call it what
0: it is it's trauma like i'm yeah it's religious there's actually a diagnosis called um they're trying to push i don't think it's going to go through but it's basically ptsd with an r in front of it for religious post-traumatic disorder but to me ptsd still fits the bill it's just with a religious origin yeah
1: and just the fact that like i i think about it sometimes and i'm like i did this to myself like i'm the one that you know wanted my whole family to be gung-ho about christianity i was the one i was the one like let's be honest i'm i'm the perfect target for a cult like literally oh yeah like growing up i was because i i wanted to be loved i wanted to be you know i i don't know i just had this like thing in my mind where i was only valid as a human being if i was living this life and the pressure of it literally drove me to try to kill myself um and then it would again you know in college so it's like there's just this layer of
0: like Fucked upness, and Houghton believes in therapy. And Houghton, <laughs> yeah, believes, at least when we, when we went there, it did. I can't say the new president's unhinged. If you're interested, I have a YouTube video about it. But um, yeah, like when we were there, the counseling center, like I'm not saying it was perfect because there's there were problematic elements, but like it also had to be weird to go from like that origin to like even Houghton had to have been a little more quote unquote liberal, even though it wasn't really liberal solely because they think like mental health and like health exist right and like which is insane like it's such a low bar
1: (laughs) right and i mean like i had been seeing a therapist since i was like eight i was in eating disorder treatment when i was like 12. you know so like i wasn't a stranger
0: you're there oh it disgusts me how they target like mentally ill children and exploit well right and
1: that's the thing like especially with my eating disorder i was like jesus will cure me of this like i am being told by people that like all of my issues will be solved if i just love jesus more and um that's scary because i like i have two nieces and i think a lot about that i'm like you know what if you know someday they're going through something like this and they confide in a christian who's not you know if they confide in the wrong yeah. christian like are they gonna end yeah, up like me? i agree you know and then like yeah. through college i suffered from an eating disorder from serious mental health issues you know so it's like it's this cycle that i'm trying to get myself out of and and now i'm 27 and i'm still unpacking the shit that happened yeah I
0: 15. oh i i mean so like me and felicia were roommates the first year of college and felicia was I can't describe how depressed she was the first year of college because it was like her home church had stuff going at her, the college did, and that like it was just so much all at once. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I like that's not to put you on blast, but like every, like we all knew we just didn't know what to do because what's a 19 year old supposed to do when all the adults around you aren't doing shit? Right.
1: Exactly. And like the last thing I want to do is go to my parents and tell them I want to die because like, what what do you do and like my mom was still raising two other kids you know like and and i was supposed to be the child who went to college and got her degree and was successful and Mm -hmm. you you literally won most likely to
0: be successful in the senior superlatives and
1: and i was like sitting in college and i was like i don't want to be anywhere but, like, I was told that, like, if I love Jesus, I'm going to be successful and I'm supposed to be perfect and everything's supposed to work out for me. And it wasn't. And that's when, like, I finally was like, I have to get out of here. I have to get out of this. I can't. Yeah. This can't be my life anymore. And and then your second year roommate was a total bitch my second year roommate was a journey but it's i just think literally psychotic anyway yeah but i think about like how much better that first year could have been if i didn't Mm -hmm. have this added pressure to come home on the weekends and have this glowing report to give my church
0: it was honestly insane like i remember telling my mom like mom like i don't know how felicia is gonna like make friends and have fun because she goes home every weekend to like tell her church what's going on at college it was like i couldn't understand it but now like i know the story but like i remember watching you go home every weekend because they were like they took you as like i don't know i feel like that that church in particular because that church totally went to shit anyway yeah. but um <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that church, like, they wanted you to be like, oh, look, our church can produce something awesome. Yeah,
1: and I felt like if I wasn't going yeah. home to go to church on Sunday, I was doing something wrong. And then, like, I would rush back to, to college on Monday morning so that I could make it to class. And have no time to do homework. Right. Yeah. So, like, and, and I would try to make friends, but, like, to some degree, I was like, nobody is going to want to be friends with me. Nobody wants me around because i don't love jesus as much as they do and i have this like thing against jesus right now and nobody's gonna want to be around somebody who's like that and um and that was also isolating because again i'm 19 i don't know what's going on all i know is mm-hmm. jesus was supposed to fix everything he's not now i'm angry at god but you can't be at a christian school and be angry at god and who no. do you talk to you can't talk to me because if you
0: to. admit it they'll just gaslight you yeah. exactly
1: like i mean god when my one roommate sophomore year found my birth control it was like a fucking shit show like i got called into the ra's room and everything it was like holy shit um
0: oh so like
1: could you imagine if i had been on antidepressants which i seriously should have been on um you know so i still think about that like all the time that i
0: lost trying to perform for
1: the -hmm. church.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or like, at least for me, like I like I think the difference is the church never really liked me. They always saw me as a problem, which I now realize that problem was being a woman who just is outspoken and also has autism. But anyway, (laughs) um, but like I remember like feeling like a weight lifted off my shoulders when I realized I didn't have to like like I remember in like sixth grade, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. So you remember Fergie's the Duchess sure album. do. Correct? Yep. Iconic. Okay. One of the best, best albums took Sarah Ferguson, the original Fergie and said, fuck you. There's a new Fergie in town. Anyway. Um, And I remember having anxiety to this day. I still apologize to my mom before she even brings up a subject because I was so afraid people were going to find the Fergie album on my iPod and I was going to get in trouble at church (laughs) because a girl at church, a girl at church, because this kind of goes back to Kingdom Bounds. It's all about like that Christian music thing. Um, But the girl at church was bragging about how her entire iPod was all Christian music and then the high school musical soundtrack. Yeah. And like, I was like, oh shit. And then one time my brother said that we watched Seinfeld at church and everyone had a meltdown. Yeah yeah which is stupid because Seinfeld's awesome but not to like derail your story no that's okay what what is your funniest memory though of Kingdom Bound to lighten the mood from like this intense trauma oh my god um
1: as far as Kingdom Bound goes not not a ton of like fun fluffy stuff I mean I will say 10th Avenue North rocked my socks um like, I still, I'm not going to lie. It's I not still, a bad concert just because
0: I don't like the band.
1: I still listen to them sometimes. Like, uh, they have a song called You Are More, which, like, mm-hmm. when I take, like, the Christian, like, ease out of it, like, it's a bop. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, so looking back, like, there wasn't anything, like, super funny about it. But what I will say is just, like, the outfits I wore – absolutely iconic um oh i do want to hear about that tell us what did you wear at kingdom mound um so other than the hunger for god shirt um i had a tube top which i know i I know if you could all see elena's face what we're all thinking (laughs) um it was from delia's and it was striped it was like fuchsia black striped And it was a tube top, and um, I wore that with a pair of um, gauchos, brown gauchos.
0: Oh, I had that same pair, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um,
1: and I remember walking in that day with it, and the pastor guy was like, Is that what you're choosing to wear today? And I was like, Yeah, and he was like, Does this outfit glorify God? And I was like, (gasps) Um, are you looking at my tits? Like, I'm 15. And, like, granted, <laughs> I did. Effect. <laughs> like, let's be honest, I did have l- relatively big boobs. Like, you, you, yeah. I was well in yeah.
0: We all know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was disgust.
1: <laughs> it was, it was something. So, um, yeah. I, I was like, I mean, yeah. And he called another guy over and was like, I need you to give her your hoodie. And they made me no. cover
0: up. Yeah. So they <laughs> made me cover neat. up. And <laughs> they were like,
1: before you come tomorrow, think
0: about think about your choice. So looking back now, doing, now, I'm like, that's fucking fuck hysterical. You. Like these are the people having the transphobic seminar this year at their uh kingdom mound.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um so like that's a pretty good one. And then um, <laughs> the one day I was like, I was really excited to go into the water park with the one girl nice. who had, like, introduced me to this whole thing. Oh, and yeah, um, we went on the log flume. And um, I was wearing a bikini top. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, the strap came undone. <laughs> <Holy shaw. laughs> so, basically, I was
0: a slut. Um, mm-hmm. You know. It you were it um dare i say it you are a wild woman from your unstable past you you could say that yeah. i don't I do know do. wouldn't let his girlfriend hang out with you that's all
1: i'm saying all i'm saying is it's a miracle i survived that trip um but what it, what i do want to like definitely say is i completely cut ties um with that church like completely oh yeah um, after my sister came out as gay um, and the the whole town was like on fucking fire about it. That was and, a pretty big deal. Yeah. And the whole time I'm sitting
0: there going, y'all really didn't know? Seriously, my parents like didn't I didn't confirm it. They just always had assumed it. So like when I told them, they're like, "Why are you telling us?" I was like, "Y'all known like like I knew when she was like 3.
1: Like she the was fuck?
0: the she was the biggest dyke and I mean that lovingly. Like so Since she was a child, yeah. But
1: so when that became a thing and people were like really nasty to my family about it, and I just remember being like, "What? Like you loved her yesterday,
0: and now mm-hmm. you just automatically don't love her anymore?" Well, you see, what happens is when someone says that they're a lesbian, um, they stop being human, actually. Right. So yeah, like, honestly, that's but on us we turn into not. an
1: Eldridge fear god. And I remember, like, mm-hmm. I was getting text messages
0: and emails from people. I remember, including teachers. Yes. Which is so weird to te- email your student and be like, Do you know your lesbian sister is fucking yeah. Yeah, nuts?
1: And, like, there again, there was that pressure to conform mm-hmm. to Christianity and be the perfect person and be like, My sister's living in sin and my sister and blah, blah, blah. Living in sin. Literally all I did in that moment was go I'm fucking done with this like
0: how didn't your brother have like the classic line that was like well if my sister's going to hell I'd rather be there with her yeah he he was basically like if my sister's
1: sister's not allowed in heaven I don't want to go to heaven either and like
0: Matthew was like
1: maybe eight at the time
0: Matthew's a yeah. badass. Matthew also told me I sucked at hockey when he was, like, four, so. Yeah, so, like, it was, like, that, completely unwarranted. I don't know where it came from, but it was funny. When I when I officially
1: was, like, they are doing, they are isolating my sister because of who she is. Like, that was when I was, like, hardline, mm-hmm. nope, I'm done. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, ironically enough, and this does go back to Kingdom Mound, um, oh, no. I had met a guy there and um we we actually reconnected a couple years later at hobie and we're talking about kingdom bound and i had the biggest crush on him and he like in hobie we had like these hobie hugs where people would write little things on index cards and um he wrote me one that had a bible verse on it Oh, yeah. And so then like a couple of weeks later, I messaged him on Instagram or not Instagram on uh, like Facebook. And, um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a good Christian boy. Like, oh, yeah, baby. Oh, this is going to be perfect. You know, whatever. And, um, I just want to say he is a drag queen now. Um, Go fucking again. fabulous. Uh, damsel, we love you. And wait, 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 um, wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Is this damsel in distress? Yes. Oh my God, I go see her all the time. So, damsel in distress um, hosts Yes. Queen. Oh God, I hate that I said that. Yes. Queen Drag Brunch. I love her. Yes. Didn't so she work go, at our school? Yes, we go way back. Oh my God, I love. Um, her. Sorry, I I know their government government name and their real name. Everyone support mental with damsel in distress underground nightclub. First Friday of every month. It is a mental health. Mental mental health featured wow i christian needs to be on the podcast felicia
1: i would assume i that, fucking
0: love christian i would assume
1: that christian knew that i had a huge crush on him and if he didn't he does now and yeah. you know now we're we're very close we're very good Aww. friends um and I we have been because you. you know we went through hobie together um Aww. you know so 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 there's that as well um most of my crushes growing up turned out
0: to be gay but here That's we go. a valid- we have to go to drag brunch and see christian oh my god yeah when i went he smashed a pumpkin and then put all his singles in the pumpkin and i might be false remembering that and that was fishnell twain who was another very good drag queen but damn like christian fucking slays when oh my god yeah she She fucking slays
1: that's the thing too so like christian i i won't go like super in depth and and to be honest
0: i don't know a ton about it but uh, i might i might i will say i won't hit uh i might bleep out the names just because he's not on here yeah, yeah. um she grew up in a
1: similar situation to us mm-hmm. where like deep christian you know so uh, yeah. um it, it was just really great to see them transform from who i knew them as to mm-hmm. who they are now and how happy they are and how they're thriving and like honestly i wish that for myself um <laughs> you know so like there, there are success stories that can come out of this crazy evangelical. It's true.
0: I would say our generation is the one breaking the toxic cycle. Oh yeah, hundred. I would agree with that. Now, I already warned you I'm going to do this, but Kingdom Bound has gotten even worse. Uh, it's not just music. From my understanding, it was kind of just music before. Yeah, yeah. They have seminars now where you can be indoctrinated different. Great. So they have a bunch of fucking tents just lining up um my, these are just some of my favorites i'm not gonna read them all i'm gonna be honest there's a lot of um themes of transphobia and fat phobia within these um and so i'm not gonna read them all but i'm gonna read my favorites so are you ready felicia i'm ready i'm also not gonna um do a punishment this episode because i feel like that would be really in bad taste based on everything we just <laughs> <laughs> As funny as my punishments are and as silly as they are because they're not really punishments I'm not gonna do it um because it's definitely gonna be oh this is a really like heavy first episode but I like it because I think you did set the tone for exactly what it is like to grow up this way
1: well yeah and that's the thing. Yeah. Like, there's no way to sugarcoat it like it just
0: this, there's not that's the experience. right and that's why I've told people like it's still gonna toe the line of trauma yeah oh for sure because there's like funny shit that happens but like I mean so it's well no, I mean I'm a licensed master social worker so like I understand clinical stuff. But it's well known that humor is like an, a quote unquote considered a mature form of like coping with like serious situations. So that makes sense. Um yeah. But so they drug in some of the uh, shittiest mega church pastors from the area to come talk at Kingdom Bound, get lit. Um, the first one that I'm excited about is The End of the World, the Church and Young Adults. Um, it's about how rising tensions with China, war in Ukraine, a global pandemic and inflation of the dollar Make things seem hopeless. So
1: okay, so may I may I suggest that I give you a rating on how easily I would have fallen into that particular Ooh, Now that's fucking funny.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I would give that one like a four out of ten. Oh like, yeah. I would have been there all day long. Current events. Because yeah. you'd feel smart if you went to it. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, fuck. But I'm the, like up in the yeah. But there's also a chance that like if that one
1: conflicted with for King and Country. I would I would choose for king and country. So That's like, valid.
0: Yeah. So I had, even though I grew up in a more hardcore, like my parents were more hardcore Christian, they hated Christian music. So I would have went to the seminars over the, the bands probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, The next one is living socially, the image of God in a virtual world. Um, I will be sending the seminar to Colleen Ballinger
1: oh, uh, yeah. based on what
0: we found this month. Uh, also, she went to Christian college. She grew up evangelical. Oh, well. Doesn't that track? Because she really is just repackaging purity culture and then using it against kids to bully them.
1: It You go one of two ways, I think.
0: Yeah, she <laughs> she is the worship leader bitch that never changed. Anyway. 100%. Um, this one's by someone whose name is legitimately Cable Car. OK. I don't know, maybe his, I mean, the Lord must have told his mom what to name them. Anyway, great non-binary name for someone who's pretending to be cisgender. Um. Living socially, the image of God in a virtual world. Have you ever stopped to consider the humanity of another person online? Most, if not all of us, are engaging with other people on the Internet in one way or another. The disembodied way we interact can lead to consumeristic exchanges and the maltreatment of others. I mean, this is valid. Yeah, like they see the problem. But their solution is we will explore what it means to live in an embodied way as the divine image bearers of God while on social media through living socially. Okay,
1: so um 8 out of 10 I definitely would have attended this seminar because yeah. when I look back at my Facebook memories, it is literally bible verses me offering to pray for people and like me like evangelizing
0: via Facebook. This next one, I would have gone to this one just to make fun of it. This is where I'm going to say this is in the health pavilion, so we're getting into some fat phobia territory hardcore. Um taking care of your temporary earth suit. That's the name of the seminar. Mm-hmm. We need to take care of our temporary earth suits or mobile homes. Um. <laughs> That's not the end of it. They're calling it mobile home. <laughs> we can have health and energy to do god's work and love out his capital capital letters for his purpose for our lives to do that we need to eat right exercise and have a healthy lifestyle it's funny because they don't offer fucking water at this event apparently and god wants us to be a proactive about it all with the right motives robbie will share oh sorry this person will share a personal story that changed her life a woman named robbie uh, it doesn't sound very cisgender coded to me, bitches. Anyway, Robbie's seven truths to health and fitness and why they're so vital to our health and life. Get motivated to make lifestyle changes so you can have that abundant life that God desires for us. I like how it's like if you pray to God, you'll be like thin and hot. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Oh man, how likely would you be go to the um, Earth suit one about how you can be healthy to live abundantly?
1: Um a thousand out of ten because it would have validated my eating disorder Mm -hmm. and it would have become my whole personality
0: and it would have um taught you how to be a better christian because apparently your uh chronic illness was getting in the way because the next one i'm not gonna read it but the next one is totally about just being thin um this is one i wouldn't go to unless i wanted to make fun of it um this is called choreography to praise god when we dance before the Lord, we allow Him to use us as a vessel so someone can receive a blessing. I like that they're still using the same language they used with you. Oh, yeah, fully. Dance communicates the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that may not be received or understood through the hearing of the word. Dance is used to praise, pray, preach, prophesy, and evangelize and set the atmosphere to bring forth signs, wonders, and miracles. In this session, we will learn about our seven spiritual weapons, worship, praise, the word of God, fasting, thanksgiving, our testimony, and the name of Jesus. We will prepare our bodies by stretching to learn choreographed movements to the song, We the Kingdoms, Don't Tread on Me.
1: Um, good name agree. for a song <laughs> so I would not have been in attendance because we were a swaying only church Ooh, um, same 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 yeah we couldn't go to prayer. Yeah, like we don't like you can you can praise but like not not too much hip you know like, right 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 no Elvis in this building like these hips shouldn't be lying nor should they be moving too quickly mm-hmm so that probably would have been a no for me.
0: Now, out of the seven spiritual weapons listed, worship, praise, the word of God, fasting, thanksgiving, our testimony in the name of Jesus, which was your favorite?
1: Mm-hmm. I think I
0: used the word of no, I didn't, I never memorized Bible verses. I thought it was stupid. Um, Personally, I mean, fasting, it been... Fasting's problematic. That's so problematic. I was already doing that. So, like, <laughs> right. I was going to say, you can't pick that one because, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, I actually don't have an issue, like, someone who's fully healthy fasting, but the way they push everyone to fast doesn't take into consideration people who shouldn't be. Um, I literally did a 30-hour famine. I remember, because you raised money for it. Because our science teacher gave you mad money because he was, like, really passionate about the group you were raising money for.
1: And, like, that might be um, a really good episode for a different time, but I will say, uh, me fasting for 30 hours was definitely not good for my health in the States,
0: I would you know I have chronic migraines it would have yeah. given me a chronic it would have given me a migraine
1: that's oh one gosh. of my
0: top triggers for my chronic migraines
1: I was the only kid that was allowed to have fruit juice because I I was shaking so badly from low blood sugar.
0: Like they love cosplaying poverty to like
1: they literally had us fast for 30 hours.
0: 30 hours
1: and that was yeah. supposed to give me empathy for african children like let me tell you right. what honey you know what, i was already stressed about the african children okay like right. i don't need to also starve myself to continue to be stressed about them
0: because you know when it was a big deal like when we were like teenagers this is, like i would say between like 2008 and like 2012 to say an african kid could eat your food when you didn't finish your food um I got bad news. It, it you you not eating has nothing to do with shit. It's called capitalism and colonialism. Get get together, like, and yet I still wouldn't eat. So like, make it make sense. <laughs> <laughs> now this one. So you're a librarian. We have specialty topics, all right? Okay. I'm skipping the theology ones because they're boring and stupid.
1: Okay.
0: The Ministry of Creative Writing. Join number one best selling science fiction author Christopher Hopper, who. He's not just a best-selling science fiction author, he's number one best-selling science fiction author who ooh, I've never ooh. heard of. Have you, have you ever heard of Christopher Hopper? No. Yeah, 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 that's what I thought. As he provides an inside look at positively impact readers, wow, they, the grammar in this is horrifying, and listeners through storytelling, whether you feel called to write for the church or for people in general market genre fiction, what you'll come away inspired to pursue your next project so i looked up christopher hopper last night so it's like who the hell is this guy right he's a he's a caster turned writer and by writer i mean all of his books are like those direct to publish on amazon quick question is he white oh yeah baby white bald with a beard and you i shit you not his about section this, this is his about section he is the author of more than 30 novels, short stories and audiobooks. His books have reached number one on Amazon for science fiction, space opera, exploration, alien invasion, post-apocalyptic space adventure, and military sci-fi what the fu- why did they list alien invasion like i don't understand they've been nominated or received numerous accolades including the audies silver moonbeam lamplighter clive staples which is just a c.s lewis award pluto dragon con and sovas awards he lives in new york get your free poker chip short story and discount code by joining his vip club which that must be like i don't know what that is um all of his books have like those ugly covers that look like they could be sold at like a convenience store Actually, this one kind of looks like it just the halo cover with so, Wally over it.
1: So, listen, I. <laughs> all right. Like, I'm not here to flaunt my master's degree or be like, I'm a librarian. But hear me out, my dude. If you're not Steele or Patterson, you, nobody gives a shit.
0: Excuse me, Stephen <laughs> King would like a word well okay
1: here's the thing about stephen king though he's actually a good writer so he's not like Oh, that's valid yeah like the only if you are professing to be a good writer that should tell you everything you need to know about yourself
0: are you good writers
1: good writers don't feel the need to express that they're good writers
0: i agree you want to know actually you might dig this I don't know if the Magnus Archives, well, actually, you might be able to relate to the Magnus Archives describing what you've described in some respects. Um, actually, the podcast that helped me come out as queer. So I had hold, like, I have two tattoos to it. I hold like, extremely high whatever. But the author of it does these interviews, and he is a book author. And I think how he approaches writing is absolutely fascinating. Huh, okay. Like his whole view of like the death of the author and how he views his writing is one of the most humble and like interesting ways I've seen someone like handle writing in a long time. Oh. Because my my biggest beef with Stephen King is that he can get a little too, like you've written like 8,000 books, Stephen. Like it's okay if like somebody makes one bad movie of one dude. Yeah. Like I get why he's pissy about The Shining, but anyway, that's a rabbit trail. These are the names (laughs) of his book. Ruins of the Earth, Gods and Men, Ruins of the Earth, book two. Phantom Deadfall, Ruins of the Earth Book 3, Imperium Descent, Decayed Legacy, Valley of the Dead. Now, by the way, I'm confused. A military sci-fi epic. I'm just going to read. Let's, let's see what these are about. Like, there's going to have to be some weirdy Christian thing. <gasps> Speaking of Magnus, the, name's character, the character's name is Lieutenant Magnus. Oh, wow. Escort an emissary to an intergalactic peace summit. Try not to get in the way. Interesting. I think it's interesting that it's military-based, which goes a lot in line with Christianity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the next part, so this is the last, this is to me the funniest one they're having at Kingdom Bound. Harpertown Financial Group is doing the share your love, the importance of estate planning and protecting yourself and your loved ones. Would you go to that one at Kingdom Bound? Because I'm zero out of ten for that. That sounds yes. boring as
1: hell. That would definitely be a
0: zero out of ten for me yeah i mean they have skillet again this year at kingdom bound oh well, i dear. thought they weren't even playing like i'm gonna read you the lineup it, it is i didn't even know half these people still made music they are really like that is the one thing is i think ccm like contemporary christian music i don't know how much of a future it has because i don't know maybe i'm being naive but i don't know how okay. it's gonna do with all this shit coming out about hillsong and bethel specifically yeah something tells me not well We the Kingdom will be there. That makes sense while they're using that song for their dancing. Newsboys will be there. And then three people I have truly, actually I am excited that I don't know who three of these people are because that shows that I've been out of this style of Christianity long enough that I'm a normal person now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, is there any last words you'd like Felicia before you go to bed with your two beautiful angels? Henry's going to kill me if I don't get off this. Henry's my cat by the way. I don't have children, thank god. Yeah. Um well, I know that
1: yeah, they they definitely want attention cuz I've been working all day, but um what I will say mm-hmm. is like I think this is really like this is important. It's important that we talk about these things. Yes. Um it's okay to find the humor in it. Um I mean, like you can't you probably can't tell from this interview, but like I have a very dark sense of humor um my drama <laughs> yes you <is> do <laughs> literally my my humor fodder um the shit that <laughs> happens to me like i just said today i was like i don't feel like i'm a- an active participant in my life anymore i feel like life is just happening to me like your life has been wild yeah it's been wild. it's been absolutely fucking wild lately um but i will say it's important to talk about this um find people that you can talk to about it Mm -hmm. if you are not in therapy please go to therapy therapy is for everybody you don't have to be unwell to go to therapy um remember to take your meds if you haven't yet today and drink some water